Welcome to the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by myself, Danny Perez. This is episode 78 featuring Zach Goodman. Zach is a former hockey player at King's College, now turned assistant men's hockey coach at Johnson and Wales University. But before we get into today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. All right. So we have Zach Goodman on today. Um, super excited to have you on and welcome. If you could just, uh, you know, please introduce yourself to everybody who you are and yeah, we'll get it going. Yeah. My name is Zach Goodman. I'm from, uh, I'm originally from New York, now living in Massachusetts. I'm the assistant men's ice hockey coach at Johnson and Wales University, Division Three program uh, in Rhode Island. So, you know, just starting up that in uh, September and super excited to get that going. So, yeah. How's that been for you so far? Uh, it's been been really good. You know, um, the head coach there, Eric Graham, has been awesome to me. He's taught me a lot so far, and I'm really excited to, you know, get into games and, uh, you know, get the season going, um, you know, and learn a lot throughout, the, you know, this this portion of uh, my career as a coach. So, you know, it's really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations on that. And, um, yeah, just kind of tell everybody about your hockey career and kind of, I guess, your journey in the sport and what that was like for you, how you started and um, just kind of where hockey took you. Yeah. So I started, you know, from a really young age, you know, I started at around four years old. My two older brothers played. Um, my brother played in college and I always kind of looked up to him um, for sure. And, you know, um, as I got older, like I kind of had an up and down career, like from the time I was, you know, 14, like, you know, just had like a tough time finding a, a spot that kind of fit me. Like I, you know, I played for the junior devils growing up um, for about five years. And then I moved on to the North Jersey avalanche. And then after that 16 year, like I really had a tough time, you know, finding my way in the junior world and kind of bounced around a little bit and, you know, but I was able to kind of fight through it and make my way to college. And I, you know, I played at uh, the division three level at King's college for two years and, you know, again, like just kind of an up and down sort of journey. And, you know, unfortunately it ended a little early, but I was able to kind of get into coaching early, which, you know, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, quite a bit here in the early stages of it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think, uh, I think obviously when you reached out, it's funny, you said that talk, you wanted to talk about the transition from like actually playing and then, you know, moving on to the coaching aspect. I think as someone who did the same thing, I think you can kind of relate. I had, you know, a career that was just all over the place. Like, some years were really good. Some years weren't. And I think in hindsight, when you look back, I think there's a lot of great lessons to be learned from that. Um, but you don't see that until after. So I think that's uh, kind of something that we could both speak on there with that. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, just looking back um, through the first year of coaching, like, 
you just look back at your experience as a player and you're like, all right, like I could have done that different, or I wish I did that. Um, you know, and maybe it would have went differently, but I think it's kind of hard to look back at the past because you can't really change the past, right? You just kind of have to, um, take it for what it is as hard as that can be sometimes, especially like when you're first out of the, out of playing, like, um, and just, you know, understand that, especially as a coach, like we're both coaching now, like take the experiences for what you learned as a player and really relate to that as, um, as a coach for the players that you're coaching now. Um, and I think that's what I've really tried to do with, you know, guiding junior players and now guiding college players, like through their journey. You know, I'm just trying to bring my knowledge to, you know, what mistakes I made and, you know, what went right for me and, you know, kind of um, teach them uh, in that sort of way. Yeah, no, I agree. That's awesome. I think I can say the exact same thing. It's just kind of taking what you learned as a player. And like you said, you can't, you know, change the past, but you can always reflect on it and say, hey, what are some things I did well? What are some things I didn't do so well? And then just kind of translate that message to the players who are, you know, still able to, I guess, make something of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, what I really like about our group at Johnson and Wales is like, we're super young. Uh, we're a super young group. So like all these guys, like they know I'm a young guy. So they've just been asking countless questions. Like how'd you transition into college? Like what worked for you? What routines did you get into? Um, you know, what found, what did you find that, you know, worked best? And it's just great that like, they're asking me that many questions right away. It's like, you know, it's good to, that they can have a guy that's younger and then they can relate to, to uh, kind of help them succeed at, at this level. So it's yeah. Good. No, without a doubt. Um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, transitioning, you know, more so into the mental health piece, if you just want to, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, just kind of sharing your story about um, that whole side of things and, um, you know, where you're at with that. Yeah, definitely. So, so I can say right now that I, you know, I'm in a pretty good place. Um, you know, it took, uh, took quite a while to get there. Um, well, really, when it really started triggering for me was, um, you know, throughout last year and, you know, when I started coaching, I, I could have went to um, a division three school to finish my, uh, my eligibility, but I decided, you know, because of COVID and because of everything else going on, I decided to, you know, take a coaching opportunity at Connecticut junior Rangers that I was given and uh, kind of run with it. And it started out great. Um, I was really, you know, high on the job and, you know, it was really good experience. And then as the year went on and I started working with the older guys, like I kind of started, um, you know, struggling mentally quite a bit and, it really all came to fruition for me in about February when, um, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and my heart was just racing like as fast as it can go. And I just, I'd never experienced like that, anything like that. And I never, you know, felt anything like that. And it lasted for 48 hours. You know, it lasted quite a while. And, you know, I didn't really know what to do. Like it, it kept happening and happening. And then, you know, I, I even saw a cardiologist. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then, you know, eventually I, I seeked help. Um, you know, I seeked, um, professional help. I'm, you know, I saw a therapist and she's helped me incredibly, like, uh, you know, incredible amount, like, you know, trying to think for the right word here, like how to not so much be afraid of the anxiety that I feel sometimes, but how to like attack it and sort of befriend it. Um, and I think through that experience with her and with my experience on what I've kind of been through since then, um, I've been able to kind of um, appreciate what it makes me think about rather than being scared of it. Interesting. So you had a, I guess, was it like a panic attack or something? Like, was it an anxiety attack that lasted the 48 hours or just like that upbeat heart racing kind of feeling? Yeah, it, it, it was, it was an anxiety attack. It was a panic attack. It was, you know, I don't know which direction to go with my life. Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Uh, 
I, I wish I was still playing because I have the capability of still uh -huh. playing, but yeah. at the same time, I, at the same time, like coaching is what I want to do for my life. And I really love it and enjoy it. But I think like there was a bitterness to the game where like, I wasn't really enjoying sure. going to the rink. Um, and I think that's really what got to me because like, you know, you, you go through the process and you know it, like, you know, you go through the process of recruiting and getting to a school and being really happy there and choosing what you want to do. Um, and then you kind of, it doesn't like for me anyway, it didn't really work out how I wanted it to. Um, and then like you're, you're thrown into a position right away where like you're trying to help junior guys get to that level. And you're like, wow, like I should still be there. Right. Yeah. And you kind of have like a bitterness to like, you want to help these guys, but at the same time, like you're mad at the game because yeah. like, it didn't work <laughs> yeah. out for you. Right. So it's like, yeah. yeah. It was a lot to handle. Like at such a young age at 24, like I was coaching at the junior level at a pretty significant level. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just like kind of got to me in, in a in a really tough way that that kind of um, you know it, it lasted for a long time and I went I went um, you know throughout the summer I was really struggling as well and you know when it when it really started getting a little bit better was when I you know I got this college opportunity and that's like it's been really good since then so yeah so yeah I think I'm not going to speak for everybody but I feel like most players who I guess leave the game or are done with it um that's completely normal to have I guess a bit of bitterness or just I don't want to say resentment but just like oh I wish I was still playing or that sort of feeling and it's it's hard to let go I mean it's something you've done your whole life and to have it be done it's uh it's a hard thing to go through and there's almost like a major grieving process that yeah, comes almost, along with that it's it's almost like you I mean it sounds a little silly but it's almost like you lose the loved one right yeah like, no exactly like you know you're 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 uh you're going to the rink like you and you know what? Um, what my therapist tried to teach, what she tried to teach me is like it's an identity change, right? Mm -hmm. You uh, you meet someone new, and they say, "What do you do?" And you say, "I'm a hockey player." And then you know you're done with that, and you they, people say like, "Hey, what do you do?" And it still wants to come out as I'm a hockey player, but instead it's like I do this or I do that or yeah. Now I'm now I'm a coach for you and I, right? It's yeah. It's just so different, and it takes a long time to get used to. And I think like there's a part of every athlete that like doesn't want to say they're done being an athlete. hundred percent. Right? No, definitely. So did you ever like experience any sort of anxiety growing up or was this something like that one experience that you had, was that like something that was completely foreign and new to you? And it was just like a kind of like a weird, crazy experience or was there always kind of little, like, I guess things that happened in the past that, okay, like I've kind of dealt with this before. Yeah. So I've definitely dealt with anxiety in the past, but I don't think I ever, was able to come to realization that it was anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, I would, I would call it nervousness instead mm -hmm. of anxiety. Right. Um, perfect example, like my last year of juniors, um, I was playing for New York Applecore in the EHL and like, it was March and I did not have a commitment yet. Right. And yeah, I would wake up in panics, but I would just wake up and say, wow, I'm really nervous today. Like I wouldn't know what it is. Right. Because I was uneducated and I didn't really have anyone to kind of guide me through that like yeah you're probably dealing with some anxiety right mm -hmm. and and i think like growing up in my family like being viewed as someone strong like an athlete right like they don't think you have anxiety they're like oh zach like he doesn't have anxiety like he you know he he'll fight through it like he has hockey today he'll come back and feel fine which is true like even when hockey was giving me anxiety as a kid like i would go to the rink and then come home and be like i feel great because i just had hockey yeah right but yeah, like, um, you know, another example is my freshman year of college. I, unfortunately, like the day before the season, the last captain's practice, I tore my ACL. 
and that was a total panic. I mean, absolute panic, like my freshman year of college, right? You're bombarded with classes they haven't taken in four years, you know, cause you're just playing hockey yep. and then you're, you know, you got to get surgery and then you got to do rehab for half the day. And it's just like so much to take in. And I definitely felt the uh, impacts of anxiety throughout that freshman year of college for sure. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that like you didn't looking back, you realized that's what it was. I think a lot yeah. of people can relate to it where growing up, they've always, I guess, had experiences with anxiety, but just never really knew that that's what it was. And, and then it manifests later on when I guess there's other problems or other things that occur in life. And then it's this big kind of moment where you're like, oh, I'm having a panic attack. And then from that, you can reflect and be like, oh, that's just like always kind of been there over, but always been like an underlying sort of thing that's been happening in my life just in various occurrences that you never really realized yeah absolutely and I think like one of my biggest problems which is I think um what I think a lot of people do this is like they have I mean for me anyway like and I don't know if you can attest to this but you almost have too much pride to talk about it so you just ignore it right and then when you ignore it as the years goes on as the years go on it gets worse and worse and worse until it kind of implodes right or explodes and I think that's what happened to me um in February of this year like it just I never talked to anyone about anything that happened to me with hockey I never talked to anyone about anything that happened to me personally which is a whole nother story obviously um and I think everything just kind of you know came to came to a halt like that night when you know it was the middle of winter and I felt really alone and I was just thinking to myself, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. I'm not a hockey player anymore. I'm not a hockey player anymore. I'm trying to become a coach, but I don't know if I'm doing the right things to, to do that. Like, and everything just kind of was like, you know, and just went, you know, kind of off the rails for a little while. Yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, everyone can relate to that as far as like just that identity piece. It re definitely just kind of escapes you. And um, if, I guess like when you talk about not speaking with anybody about it, that makes the problem worse. And that's something that we always try and stress. We've talked about it a million times here on the podcast is just like people who never wanted to talk to somebody and they finally did. And then whether it be a therapist or just somebody like a family, a friend, just being able to get that off your chest makes a huge difference. And I want you to kind of talk about your experience with that. And um, you obviously, saw, you know, sought out professional help, um, which is unbelievable that you did that, but talk about the benefits for you with speaking to someone who's a professional and I guess talk about your experience and what the tools that they gave you to help mitigate the anxiety. And I like what you said about how they taught you to become a friend or befriend it and look yeah. at it differently and attack it. Cause I think perspective is everything. And that's one thing that therapists that I've, you know, worked with in the past have kind of said is just changing your relationship and changing your perspective with that stuff. So I'm happy you mentioned that and just, uh, yeah, talk about your experience with talking to a, a therapist about it. Yeah. So obviously like, when you start going to see a therapist for the first time, you're like very reserved and like, you don't want to say a whole lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you kind of start to feel a little more comfortable with, with whoever you're seeing. And you know, what she, what she really taught me was like, people would rather hear what you have to say than not hear it at all and wonder what's wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a good point. Like, I, yeah. Like I had a huge, I had, I had um, such an issue prior to me seeking professional help with just shutting down whenever anything would happen, whether that's again, personally, athletically with a teammate, with a family member, with a friend, like I would just shut down. Right. And that, I think that's because I would, I would just get a little angry and I would get, 
um, a little bit of anxiety um, because things weren't going my way. And what she really taught me was just be vulnerable. Like people are not most people. And if they care about you, they're not going to judge you for being vulnerable, right? They're going to appreciate that you're communicating in the right way. Um, because if they don't see their behavior for maybe what happened, what they've done to you or your behavior for what you're dealing with, then they won't understand the way you're acting. And they'll just kind of think that you're either, you know, mad at something or mad at them um, when you're around other people, I mm -hmm. think. And she's really taught me to, you know, um, just kind of take a step back when you are feeling that anxiety and maybe take a couple deep breaths and just think to yourself, like, what's the threat? Is it an actual threat? And if it's not, how can you kind of deal with it to um, attack it and just calm yourself down a little bit and understand that what's really happening isn't all that bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the vulnerability thing is huge. Um, just because if you're just being able, if you're able to be honest with it and talk about it, then it's just not this thing that's kind of sitting in your head and these thoughts that are lingering, you can just kind of, Hey, like, this is what's going on. This is what's bothering me. And we've said a million times on here too. And I want to consistently reiterate it is that there's more people going through something than there are people without. I mean, we had some point throughout our lives, yeah. everyone has, has times where they're struggling and it's just completely normal. So I don't understand why we feel the need to hide. I, I get it because we don't want to kind of be open and vulnerable like that, but there's major power in the vulnerability. And when you're able to talk to people, cause you can get help. And I think if you are vulnerable, people are more times than not going to have your back and be in your corner. And then the other way that I yeah. see it too, is if you're vulnerable and people aren't supportive or aren't in your corner, don't understand, like, or aren't, don't want to be there for you, then that's easy. You just weed them out. And it just, it's an easy way to weed out who, who's your friend or who cares about you and who doesn't. Yeah. And absolutely. And I, I and through the whole process of, you know, me going through what I've gone through since, since February, you know, with, with the, uh, with the panic attacks and, you know, kind of changing my identity over the last year. Like I found that once I started becoming more vulnerable and once I started communicating better with my family and friends, I became closer with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, I, right. It's crazy yeah, how that yeah, happens yeah. because like throughout time, like you're nervous how they're going to view you if you do come out and say like, Hey, I struggle. Like I struggle with anxiety, you know, uh, certain things trigger me. I don't, you know, I don't do well with these situations. But at the same time, like when you do speak out, all you get is support from the people who really care about you and the ones that are closest to you. Without right? a doubt. So I, yeah. So I really found that, you know, and, and I, it took me a while. Like, like I, I, I seek profession. I started dealing with this in February and I, I seek professional, professional help in April. Um, and it took me probably until um, late June, July to really like explain to, to my family and my friends, like what I was really dealing with. Yeah, it does take time and it, it is a process. I, I feel like both of us are in good places where we can just say, Hey, like it's okay to be vulnerable, but we've also been in the place where we didn't want to be and didn't want to really open up about it and speak. So I do want to make that clear that it is a process to get to that point. But um, at the end of the day, you have to make the effort to do that. And it does take time, but little by little, if you chip away, you can get to a place where you can feel comfortable talking about it. And from that, you know, there's a lot of power that comes with it and you kind of start to gain control over your thoughts and, and the feelings and um, kind of what's going on at the root of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's definitely a process. And I think like anyone who is struggling and anyone who is, you know, going through the journey of, you know, trying to find a good fit for professional help that 
might be for them. Like you're not going to get a quick fix. Um, I think that's something that I wanted when I started. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted to go to like three sessions and say, okay, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've been going, I've been going consistently since April now. And, you know, that's a, that's a, um, that's quite, a, quite a bit of time. And, you know, um, my therapist kept kind of um, reiterating it to me that like, you're not going to get a quick fix. It's what you want, but you have to put in the work yourself outside of the office to really get to the root of the problem. Like you said, for sure. No, definitely. It, so are there specific things that your therapist tells you to do, say on a day-to-day basis to help you kind of cope with whether it be generally just things that you should do in, t- in like a daily routine, or is there yeah. things that she tells you or he or she tells you to do um, when there's a specific anxiety attack happening or just kind of like some specific things that you're told to do that can kind of, you know, help you um, throughout your day-to-day. So routine, routine is the key word, right? Um, yep. I think as athletes, you're routine oriented, right? And I think one thing that really got to me when I was coaching last year anyway, um, was I didn't have a routine. I didn't know what worked and what didn't as a coach, whereas I knew what worked and what didn't as a player because I did it for so long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just, I try to do this. I'm very routine oriented guy and I try to kind of do the same, um, same sort of thing every day. Like I go for a walk every morning. Um, you know, I, I, I try to get something in me for breakfast every morning, no matter how early I wake up, I make sure to, um, you know, and, and the biggest thing for me is physical activity, you know, cause as an athlete, you're constantly on the go, right? You're in the gym, you're on the ice, you're on the field, you're on the court, you know, you're, and I think when you, when you throw in physical activity into, into, uh, your daily life, you know, that releases some adrenaline and that gets rid of some anxiety. And, um, you know, I was doing that when I first started getting into coaching, but then I got away from it. And I found that when I got away from it is when I, my anxiety started to shoot up a little bit. So, you know, I work out at least four days a week just to kind of get that adrenaline of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when something is coming on and when uh, my anxiety does start to kind of go up a little bit, um, you know, I have a, a release of, um, of, I have a release with exercise, you know? So like, let's say I'm in a meeting, you know, on a zoom call, um, and I start feeling anxiety throughout the call. Then when the call ends, I'll, I'll do 10 pushups or I'll do 10 jumping jacks or I'll go for a quick run. And, um, if I do that, then I just find that my, uh, my anxiety kind of, kind of settles down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, going on to the things about routine. I mean, obviously I think that doing any sort of physical activity is super beneficial just for the, I think physical benefits and obviously mental benefits that come with it. Um, I think that's huge, but I think the routine thing is kind of a, a common theme that we see here just because um, I don't know. I, there's this term that I love to use or that I like to think about. And it's like clutter exteriors, clutter interior. You know what I mean? Okay. And, if, and yeah. if everything is like a mess, say in your apartment or your house, or just like things are out of order in, in your life, let's say like you don't really have a structure or any sort of routine. Yeah. I mean, guess what's going to happen on the inside of your head. You know what I mean? Like it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a mess and you're going to be scatterbrained and you're going to be, buzzing around and just disorganized. So I think the whole routine thing that you said, I think it is a common theme that people find peace in, in their routine. I think I'm happy that you mentioned that because it's a huge beneficial thing that people can start to do now just to make a, a tiny fraction of a difference. You know, maybe it's a fraction, maybe it's a huge difference that you didn't realize, but I think just by kind of taking control of your life in that aspect can, can be pretty empowering and, and really help out. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and it takes, it takes a while to, to get down the routine and find what yep. works for you. But, exactly. but once you do, once you do, it's just such a difference maker. I mean, it's just crazy. Like big time. You know, I, I didn't have one for, for, you know, the last year. Right. And, and then I finally found one that, that kind of worked for me. And I, I just, even when I wake up, like, you know, cause there's certain days where, you know, I'm in a good place now, but there's still certain days where I wake up and I'm, you know, not feeling the best, but you know, I stick to my routine and I stick to what works. And, um, for myself and it kind of helps me um you know attack that anxiety instead of kind of just ignoring it definitely i like what you said about what works for you too because i think we try and and this is totally normal but we try to i guess see what works for other people and implement into our lives and then we get pissed when it doesn't work like yeah, this isn't working it's like okay like, maybe it works yeah. for them but for you you have to try and figure that out and it's a process of trial and error and seeing hey like this doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for other people, but for me, it doesn't. And you have to just put that to bed and say, okay, like on to the next thing, what's going to work for me here. And just, it's a trial and error process. And it, it takes time at, you know, at, at moments to figure that out. But once you can kind of dial it in and see what works for you, then you start to find that rhythm. And I guess um, that groove of, of, you know, finding that place of routine. And, and I guess, I guess peace is the word you want to say. Yeah, no, that's true. Like you do have a sense of peace, like when you find stuff that works for you and when you're, you can kind of take a deep breath and say, you know, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and I think one of the worst things anyone can do, whether you struggle or not is compare yourself to others. Right. And comparing what people do, what others do compared to what you're doing. Right. Like everyone's on their own journey. Um, whether that's anything in life, it doesn't have to just be with athletics or coaching or anything, you know, that could be with a business career that can be with, um, you know, really anything like you just, it's, it's, and it's really hard to do. It's really hard not to compare yourself to others. hundred percent. Yep. Right. Because, you know, you think you're doing enough and then you see someone succeed who's, you know, you have no idea what path they've been on. Um, and you're like, I want that success, but mm -hmm. you have to find, you have to find what works for you to, to get there. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, we're all guilty of comparing ourselves and I guess, you know, just going off that, you, you always see people, you know, living successful lives or doing things that maybe I want that, whatever. But at the end of the day, everyone's journey is different. All you can do is focus on yours and the journey that you're on is the one that you're meant to be on. And you have to just take the lessons that you get from that and um, just continue to move forward. And um, I know it's easier said than done, but it's uh, not good to compare because then you just get distracted and, and kind of lose, lose sight of the lessons that you're supposed to be learning on your own journey that, that you're on. So, um, and then as far as, I guess, overall like lessons that you've learned kind of reflecting back on your hockey career now into coaching like I guess what are some specific things that you've obviously being you know taking some time away from the game as a player and now moving into the coaching sphere what some I guess key lessons that you've picked up on and reflected on and, and learned that you now try and pass on to your players yeah so I'm going to go back to the comparing right to the comparing mm -hmm. things to to other players I would always 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 compare myself to other players you know why are they playing power play why am I on penalty like why am I not on power play you know why am I scratched this game you know and I found that again reflecting back on it like if I just kind of focused on myself a little bit more and stayed a little more positive maybe um then you know I maybe things would have went a little differently. Um, but I think, you know, you just got to show up at like from, you know, I, I, I preach this to my players all the time. 
you know, no matter if you have a bad game or if you have a bad play or you have a bad shift or you're scratched, like you just got to show up the next day, just ready to go, ready to work. And, and for me, like, I didn't really get that guidance from my coaches. I think like growing up, like that's something that kind of, I lacked, um, with, with my coaches. And I try to preach to my players all the time. Like, if you need me to work on something with you, like that's what my job is, right. My job's to get you better, right. My job's to push you to get better. And I think, I'm not saying I didn't have any coaches that did that, that didn't do that, but I'm saying I don't think I had a ton of coaches that were there, were really there for me or got the mental side of things when I was really struggling throughout the season, not mentally, but you know, you're having, you're in a rough patch. Like you're not having a good day. You're, you know, you're struggling. Um, you're struggling on the power play. You're struggling on the penalty kill or, you know, you were out of the lineup all weekend. Like I want to be a coach that can kind of, help players through that because I don't think I really had that as a, as a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think like the lessons as a player that I learned was always be a good teammate. Even if you're not in the lineup, always be positive on and off the ice, you know, always just be there for your teammates and, and just make sure you're doing whatever you can to, to make the team better. Yeah. Right. Because when, when, when your coach sees that you're pushing you're when you're pushing yourself to get better, even when you're having a bad day or when you're out of the lineup or when you're struggling that day or that week, then, you know, that goes a long way, I think. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I agree. Those are awesome things that you said. And I think really key points and that's awesome. That you were able to kind of reflect and see, Hey, maybe this is something I can be for the next generation of player that maybe I was missing out on. And you recognize that and you're in the pursuit of doing that for the next generation of player. I think that's huge. And, um, awesome to see. And um, yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. And I'm really appreciative of you coming on, but just how I like to end all these episodes, what are three things that um, you would pass on? I guess we kind of covered this a little bit, but I guess three things you'd pass on to your younger self or someone who is, you know, going through a similar thing that you've gone through or kind of in a rough patch. Um, three things. That's tough. I know, <laughs> um, or like three pieces of advice or just kind of, yeah, three pieces of, of, of advice would just be like, just always put one foot forward. Just, you know, keep moving forward. Like no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it gets, um, you know, just keep moving forward because like the minute you give up, it's, you never want to give up, right. Just, just keep moving forward, no matter how dark it gets or no matter how, how difficult times may be like everything always works out, right. Everything always seems to work out in the end. And I can attest to that just because of, everything I've kind of gone through as a player and I I've always known I wanted to coach. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably number one. And number two, just, just always have a positive mindset um, that, that you can improve no matter what that may be, whether that's in the classroom, whether that's on the ice, in the locker room, whatever it may be, just, just always have a positive mindset that um, that you can improve yourself and you can always, you know, be better in some, some certain way. And I think three, um, three would probably be just, just communicate, just always communicate, um, you know, whether you're struggling or times are good, no matter what, just, just be open to communicating about what you're going through. I love it. Yeah. Those are great things, man. Um, I think this episode is going to help out a lot of people who are struggling or have struggled and can relate. And um, we're going to hear a lot of things that are very positive in this. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you coming on here and being vulnerable on the platform and being able to talk about this. So Um, again, it's going to make an impact and I'm just appreciative of your time and you coming on here to talk about this. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I had a great time doing this first time I've done anything like this. So thanks for having me on and it was, it was good experience for sure.